How was lockdown for you? The Princess and Paul Podcast. How was it? You're talking about lockdown as though it's finished. As far as I'm concerned, I'm still in lockdown. Whilst we've got all these restrictions on, it's like being in an open prison. What's the last thing that you remember doing before they announced a national lockdown? Phoning you. (laughs) Phoning me to say what? That there was going to be a lockdown announced. Yeah. It was a Monday, wasn't it? There was going to be a lockdown announced on the Monday night. And and you'd gone to visit visit your mum and dad. And I said to you... And I didn't want to end up there. And you ended up for the whole of... Was it 100 days stuck with your mum and dad during lockdown? (laughs) And what did you say, though, before he announced that lockdown on the Monday afternoon? I can't remember. What did I say? If he announces lockdown, right, come here. But you you would have been busted by the police, wouldn't you? Yeah, you got all... Defensive. Um, moralistic when I he did. announced it. Oh, you can't, you can't come here. We're not allowed to come here. You can't come here. <laughs> you can't, don't look out the window. Put black curtains up at windows. Don't look out. You can't even look out of your house. Don't get in the car. Don't come here. Yeah, we, we were made to be really fearful, weren't we? Stepping outside the door. I think that's where all the trouble started because once they said, right, lockdown is being eased, people just didn't dare go out. Well, it's still about fear now, isn't mm, it? Most definitely. I've just come back from a socially distanced interview. I've had two socially distanced interviews <laughs> <laughs> over the past couple of months. Yeah, one of them I was in a car park. I couldn't even see who was interviewing me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that no. when I went for a walk uh, up to the motorway and back? <laughs> Yeah, it could have been. No, that that was interesting. Uh, two socially distanced interviews. The first one, um, I was sat at the back of a hall and the interviewees were right at the front on the table. So I had to shout and then all the windows were open. So it had to be ventilated as well. And then I had to go in one way and then out of another. And today's interview was, it was much better, but I had to sit at right angles to them. So I wasn't, well, I could look at them directly in the face, but it, it was a little bit odd. And I think they'll let me know the result or the outcome of the interview by postcard. Wish <laughs> you were here. Yeah. <laughs> the Princess and Paul Podcast. Lockdown's turned you into a news junkie, hasn't it? Oh, gosh. I yeah. was a news junkie before and I've converted. Yeah. I feel like I've converted you. You have, because every morning, the first thing that I would do usually when I got up was check my Facebook and check Twitter. But now I check the news channels. I check my Twitter for the news. I'm following the um, Foreign Commonwealth Office Twitter page for updates on holidays because there's no way you can go on holiday. I think out of the 75 countries that we're supposed to have air corridors with, there's only about four places you can actually travel. And, and three of those will soon be off the uh, the government safety list by the end of this week. So you've got into Sky News. Sky News. You've come to Sky, Sky News, way too late because there used to be a great guy on at tea time who I think used to be on ITV. Uh, Jeremy Thompson, who spoke <laughs> like that. You're watching Sky's News at five with me, Jeremy Thompson. Coming up, the latest headlines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you do any yes. impressions of current newsreaders? Um, what about Jeremy Vine? I know he's not a newsreader. Well, everybody can do Vine. Because all you've got to do is shout. Yeah. He says at the end of his programme, he says, Cheer bye. What's that about? Cheery bye. Cheery bye. Cheery bye. Steve Wright in the afternoon is next. Cheery bye. <laughs> this is Jeremy Vine. Oh, the, the, the other um, broadcaster that I like listening to is Simon Calder. I follow his Twitter page. Well, it's funny you should mention Simon Calder because he has all these little hacks 
with regard to airports to get around and get around the rules and regulations, dodge the regulations Mm -hmm. in any one country. So, for example, you could fly from Leeds Bradford Airport and if you stop over briefly, and it can be for just five minutes at Prestwick, Prestwick, (laughs) which is the airport on the west coast of Scotland where Elvis Presley famously landed. That was his only visit to the UK. Please don't cough when I'm doing a Simon Calder. And from Prestwick, you can then fly to Schiphol. And from Schiphol, you can then, because you're already in Europe, get to any of the places where the UK won't let you fly to because you've touched down at Schiphol. Man, you just said don't cough because you're doing you're doing a Simon Calder. But tell me about your friend who was broadcasting on air and he coughed. <laughs> I feel like I'm now you're mentioning coughing. I feel like I'm going yeah. to cough, no, so I need to sip he some coughed, water. He coughed whilst on air. And was it two or three men in uh, soccer suits came into the studio, sprayed him down and asked him to leave? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> and go into quarantine Yes, for two well, weeks. all this happened within the walls of the BBC. <laughs> Hello, that is, it's the BBC here. So nothing happened at the time when he coughed and uh, then he was on the air later mm-hmm. on. And they came in in uh, space suits and <laughs> carried him out and defumigated the studio. Yes, he was sent home for... Um, couple of weeks did I you think. do any broadcasting from home no no i don't think so uh, what else have i got into oh what the papers say looking at the headlines for the next day yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm sad aren't i you get all these people now that are on these video links and of course they're all experts now oh yes i'm going to comment on the news because you know i look good and what yeah. have you yeah some of them look so some of them look as though they've just left school but talking about video links did you ever send a question to remember when they had the press brief did you ever send in a question no. hoping that they would ask? Did you? Ask your, yeah, I sent in loads. Uh, I think the first 20 times that I did it, because <laughs> I'm a nanorette, the first 20 times that I did it, I said I was prepared to be linked up via video. And then the next time I thought, just just ask the question, ask it. But they never did. They never asked any of my questions because they were so darn difficult. I think you got blocked. I think I did. A bit like that news newsreader. No, not newsreader, that journalist. Uh, Laura Kunzberg. Laura Kunzberg. Kunzberg, yeah. Who was your favourite journalist during lockdown? Do you know who mine was? Beth Rigby. Beth, from oh, Beth Rigby oh, from Sky she, News. She was great. Yeah, hasn't she got a great deep voice? Oh, she's voice. got a lovely voice. And asked Intonation. The, yeah, but she asks, <laughs> she asks those questions that we all wish we could ask as well. The Princess and Paul podcast. Do you remember the Cummings episode and where we were when yes, he did that brief, uh, he did that announce, announcement, didn't he, in the Rose Gardens at number 10? I think as history puts it all into context, I think that will be, it'll be like JFK, that will be a future question in history. Can well, you remember what yeah. you were doing when Dominic Cummings... <laughs> gave his speech late. I can remember I was showing you where I used to live in Hull. Yeah, oh, grand day spent out in Hull. Yeah, and what was I doing? Um, taking no notice of... Oh, I need to look at this tree. I used to live down here. Look at all the cars now. Look at the one-way system. Look how it's changed. Yeah. This is where I used to live, Anita. Yeah, so, so I was... And you be- weren't interested because no, you were too busy. I was bent double in the front seat of the car. Wait for As this. usual. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for this. I was bent double, creasing with laughter. Because he was doing this speech and then there was somebody with 
one of those sirens, wasn't there, like a fog on that you have at these rugby matches and nobody could hear what he was saying for the first 15 minutes of his announcement. Do you think that flat got stormed and he was, you know, he or she was rugby tackled I, to the ground? Yeah, I think they were frog marched out into a police van. Uh, oh, it was good though, wasn't it? Because he was, how many minutes late was he for that interview? It was about uh, at half? least 20 maybe, yeah, are you? Yeah, well, maybe. And it, it was a very uh, lethargic apology. It was very, oh, I'm sorry I'm late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's what happened. I am not reading this. Yeah, but he didn't give the journalists a copy of his speech, did he? So they couldn't prepare any questions. But they did. They did prepare questions. I'm trying to decipher my own notes you know when you scribble something yourself mm. and you come to read it back later he couldn't read them that's why he went to um durham isn't it to spec savers <laughs> <laughs> the princess and paul podcast have you done any embarrassing things during lockdown all sorts tell me too many to go into here i did the i did the other day didn't i what are we on about now when i came in to the uh, to the house and i said paul i've got some terrible news for you <gasps> and you thought you thought i'd heard yes. something breaking news on I one of the news well, channels. I thought somebody had died. I you thought did? it was really, really bad news. <laughs> L- luckily, you thought it was really bad. Luckily, it wasn't. Yeah. What but, had you done? What had I done? I'd reversed into your car, hadn't yeah. I? Yeah. Because lockdown has completely raged my brain. I am comp- I, I can't coordinate. I don't know how to go forward, backwards, sideways, whatever. My brain is completely raged. I think that's a modern word, isn't it? You introduced me to that, raged. Raged. How would you spell raged? Raged. Well, I I was thinking R-A-G-G-E-D, but that would be ragged, wouldn't it? So I suppose it's R-A-J-E-D, raged. Yeah, I'm thinking double J, -J 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 -
Manel Varnish, my heated rollers. The Princess and Paul podcast. So which were the concerts that we had cancelled? I think there were three, weren't they? We've had level 42. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie Graham. Yeah, I can't, did I actually book that or not? I think you did. Yes, I think I did, actually. And then we Who were waiting else? for Shack Attack, but that we was on thinking, some listings, about going but to see not Magnum. on others. Yeah. Oh, Magnum as well, yeah. Mm. Because, mm. yeah, that's right, because Magnum said, ah, oh, yeah, mm. it's not going to affect. Yeah, yeah, all the gigs are going ahead. And this was in March, mm. UK and European dates. And they were like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's not going to stop us. I'm Bob Catley, I'm 75 years old. Yeah, we've been through worse than this. And then, like, within a few days, we're really sorry, we're going to have to cancel <laughs> till next year. Do you know what I missed? Going to the hairdressers. How... <laughs> How long did yours grow during lockdown? Um, did it grow a lot? Not a huge amount, no. Three to four weeks at the most because I bought those clippers oh, yeah. online. Mine grew four. I had four inches off, <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Well, you bought those uh, the, electric shears, didn't you? Yeah, the clipper you? things, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are great, apart from I can't do the back on my own. Yeah. And didn't, didn't your dad try doing the back of your hair? And then he had it at a wrong angle and it gouged out like a meandering river at the back yeah, of your proper head. scalped me. <laughs> but I got, I got my own back. <laughs> so he's been funny in lockdown. He's funny all the time because he's raged. Trump. Trump. He's had, it's been such a great lockdown, you know. It's like, oh, what about that thing, that conference where he was turning to scientists at the side of him and saying things like maybe we could you know inject uh washing up liquid disinfecting it to people yeah and he turned to them didn't he and said you know maybe maybe you guys could look at that and they're all like what yeah the the press officer looked at him aghast yeah he's come out with some weird things he's in a world of his own isn't he certainly is and he always does that handshaking thing to it's almost like windows wiping windows but like (laughs) keeping people away because he says he, he seems to know what he's saying is wrong and he's like rubbing you it out you can't get at me I'm saying this but my yeah. hands are here so you can't yeah. get at me you've noticed something about Boris Johnson's eyes as well haven't you in the last few days they're like slits at um, 45 degrees to the to his nose yeah. it looks like um, a puppet was it the 70s or the 80s it was a television programme for kids called the Riddlers and oh he that's looked, 80s early that 90s, 90s even yeah. Yeah, yeah and also a, young, a, a younger version of Boris Boris Johnson could have been one of the puppets on a television program called Ripley and Scuff. They were like creatures from the cavemen age. The Riddlers, mm. didn't they follow on from Rosie and Jim? Or did Rosie and Jim come afterwards? They were the same puppets, I think. Were it was they? Ragdoll Productions, I think. Yeah, yeah. Riddlers looked like they'd fall, <laughs> fallen out of the ugly tree and hit several branches on the way down. But Boris, with his slitty eyes... And his hair, his hair. ...reminds me a bit of that miserable robot off Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Marvin, Marvin, the paranoid android on Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Did you ever see that? Sometimes. Well, it was a book mm. by Douglas Adams, then it was a radio series, and then they put it on TV with uh, Sandra Dickinson, you remember her? Yeah, I remember Sandra Dickinson with a childish voice. <laughs> That's right, like that all the yeah. time. Marvin, his voice was done by a guy who's passed away recently, um, Stephen... Stephen Moore was it? He he played he played the dad on Adrian Mole mm-hmm. Adrian, um, but his Marvin voice was like this miserable all the time, like quite a few people on the radio. But there was an episode where they were at the restaurant at the end of the universe, 
and they went out into the car park and Marvin was there saying things like, because they'd not seen him for millions of years and, oh, it's really great to see you all. I've been here for 70 million years <laughs> waiting for you. The first 35 million years were boring and then the second 35 million years were even more boring. <laughs> <laughs> the Princess and Paul Podcast. Now we've all got to wear masks, haven't we? You've got your own style of mask, haven't you? Yeah. You look as though when you go into a, a shop, I've you got look one of as though you're going bandanas. to. You look as though you're going to hold the shop up. That's right. Yeah, I look like a Mexican bandito, <laughs> bandana, Mexican. Stick them up. This is a stick up. And I look as though I've been to see my uh, orthodontist with a surgical mask when I go in the local co-op. Apparently, in fact, my mask is out drying on the line. <laughs> Keep talking. I'll go and get it, and I shall model it on this podcast. Yeah. It's like the top of a roll-up jumper, isn't it? Yeah, it only takes a couple of minutes to dry. Yeah, Have you got dry. it? It's dry already. So what we do is roll it up. You roll it up. So it's it's, it's like, like it's a like tube. It's like, like a tube. It's like a black tubular bandage yeah. that. Do, but the only thing is, you've got no. Neck. You couldn't use it as a headband, could you? So cyclists wear these to keep yeah. their necks warm in winter. And other things. And other things. <laughs> well, I mean, this is uh, this is way too small for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just uh, roll it up over your nose but and your mouth. It's only two layers thick, isn't it? And it gives you that great sort of radio voice, <laughs> like a microphone shield over your mouth. Hi. Good afternoon, and a very good afternoon to you. <laughs> what is it with radio people and these phrases? I've just popped in to remind you to join me to the nearest lamppost. Oh, you were, you were saying that. Each, what don't you like about each, oh, when, yeah. when we say each and Reminding every Reminding you to join me each and every weekday what's, between the hours of. What's so wrong with that? Because people don't talk like that. Oh, do they not? And you've got a really good friend, haven't you? That does a link and he finishes his. You You've know. got me intrigued now. Who are we on about? It's <laughs> <laughs> such a great like song. The, that is. He does it backwards way around. He's like introduces himself oh, yes, at the end of the right. yeah, at, yeah. at the end of the link. Do it. Such a great song. That is Star Braxton from the Aiders and a track called Jump Back with my Carl Kingston. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's like backwards way around. That's the hello at the end. Yeah, yeah. The Princess Paul podcast. And would you say your hero of lockdown has been the prof? Oh, Professor Carol Sigora, yes, because of his positivity. I think he kept a lot of people going during lockdown. He's still keeping us going now. Yeah. Who has been, in your opinion, the worst politician for not answering questions? All of them. All of them. <laughs> You've got, I tell you, you have got that. Education Secretary Gavin Williamson, who's from Scarborough. Scar Scarborough originally. So he tries to sort of cover up that whole type Scarborough type accent by mm. trying to sound posh, but you can still tell sometimes. I mean, he's sounding a bit mank there, actually. Yeah, yeah. But you can sort of tell that he's from the north of England. <laughs> <laughs> Schools, yeah. it's our priority to get all the schools back, no questions, by the start of September. I'm thinking back to those press briefings where they would start off with an announcement and then they would hand over to someone at the left or right for the slides. And after about <laughs> after about 20 to 30 slides, it was a bit like being in a university lecture. You just lost the plot. Do your impression of those well, slides. Well, I really wanted one of the uh, scientists to say, and this, this is a slide <laughs> of my breakfast this morning. You can see there... 
I had frozen fruit defrosted in the microwave <laughs> with some low-fat yogurt. Next slide, please. And this is me walking the dog over the common this morning. Can I have the next slide, please? And this is what I'm planning to have for tea. As you can see, it's a pizza, although not yet cooked. There was that lady. She was like Barbara Woodhouse. Harry's. Was that Harry's? Yes. And uh, she sort of spoke through her teeth all the time. Now, we don't want you going out of the house at all because the R number will increase. And in fact, you shouldn't get out of bed on a morning. You need to all stay in bed because you've all been very naughty. She was <laughs> like some headmistress at a strict yeah, boarding yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, Nobody's yeah. getting out of bed for the next four months. In fact, nobody should breathe at this point in the pandemic until we tell you to. I, yes, well, I, th I think that all. I think I, I, I think I think I think that has all made perfect sense. Goodbye. That was that was that Boris. Yeah, they would walk Boris? away really quickly. Remember, yeah, because they'd had enough. And I do believe that they actually cut off some of the journalists if they wanted to ask or sneak in a second question. They would just cut them off, wouldn't they? So Beth Rigby would be Boris. Can I also? Well, thank you for that. For <laughs> thank you for that, Beth. Uh, uh, thanks very much. Uh, who have we got next? Yeah, yeah. And they, they would queue to whoever it was. I, I think we've got, uh, 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 I don't know, Robert Peston from ITV. <laughs> then it would go really quiet yeah. for ages, wouldn't it? And Boris would look vacant as usual. And eventually, I wonder if he had an earpiece in, because eventually he would say, yeah, can, 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 we un, can we unmute Robert? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Peston's got this sort of over-enunciation, sort of over-saying everything, like sing-songy, a bit like Dale Winton, Pick of the Pops, Radio 2 from the BBC. The Princess and Paul Podcast.